Welcome to Grab Life Big. Grab Life Big. The exclusive podcast for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic life. Or as a few of us say, badass rich guys who do epic shit. And now, your host, Pat Hybin. Glad you were home. I'm always home. I'm uncool. Me too. You're doing great. The only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. Is that my advice to you? And I know you think these guys are your friends. If you want to be a true friend to them, be honest and unmerciful. All right, brothers, listen, a couple of changes on the 2017 event schedule. Had a couple of people bail for various reasons on a couple of these trips. So now where we didn't have some openings, we have a few openings if you are interested. All right, so first of all, May 31st, Fambundance, Philly. Several spots left there, May 31st to June 2nd, right before the One Life Fully Live conference. Uh, see Tim Road or Mike McCarthy about that. One Life Fully Live is June 3rd and 4th in Philly. And then on June 7th, a couple of the players are going to go straight from there up to Maine. But we have a group of eight hard chargers, uh, Go Abundance Brothers, going. We have two Go Crew going a day ahead of time to Mount Katahdin in Maine. We're going to hike from June 7th to June 11th, and then we're going to party at the Hollywood Casino on Summit Day. Then you'll leave on the 11th. We had uh, someone had to bail on that one as well. So we have two spots. If you are interested, that's going to be an incredibly gratifying, self-reliant trip, and uh, we're going to go... A deep sometimes the best time is had you know when you're just kind of walking in nature and going deep with your brothers we're gonna be digging deep on one sheets etc etc on the climb so that's great Mount Katahdin that is the final summit spot of the Appalachian Trail so when people go from Georgia to Maine we're just going straight to Maine we're flying into Bangor Maine June 7th to June 11th see Melanie about that Melanie at GoBundance.com and then the fam abundance was sold out but now there is two extra spots two families have bailed and there are two extra spots on fam abundance solar eclipse in Jackson home Wyoming only several places in the United States you can see this solar eclipse bunch of people are driving Winnebago's to there or you could just fly direct there and get there that way there is the summer tribal gathering which is happening in Austin Texas September 9th to September 11th you can see Melanie about that and then you got one life West Coast mark your calendars October 21st and 22nd and then the Belize trip for couples, there is a Belize Trip Couples Mastermind. Don't forget that is an incredible event. Uh, got five-star reviews. Pat Cullinane just absolutely manages this with his wife, Sam, and they do a great couples adventure. And then we have the International Trip 
to South Africa. Uh, still some spots there. If you want to go, I have 15 people signed up and plus one go crew that is going to videotape and photography the whole thing and help us with our one sheet presentations while there so that's a september 24th to october 4th incredible hey by the way i just you know one of the things we're going to do in south africa is hit the legends which is a premier golf course like the best one there and they have this thing this 19th hole the only way to get there is a helicopter and you shoot your ball off the cliff and if you get a hole in one you get a million dollars. I just read that Morgan Freeman, yes, the Morgan Freeman just shot a hole in two and he got boofed. So if you want to do better than Morgan, come on down. September 24th to October 4th, South Africa. So there's some great events, guys. Take advantage of these opportunities because they're all lifetime bucket list adventures. On with the show! Grab life big. All right, go bros. I have a great go bro that you need to meet. Someone who is on the up and coming list of future billionaires. He is rising fast. I got the opportunity to talk to Mark Walker last year. And he actually listened to my podcast, Real Estate Rockstars, and then we started communicating over social media, and I invited him on, and then one thing led to another. Now he's at GoBundance, and he's still kicking butt, and a great story of how to, to get out of the rat race, as Robert Kiyosaki says, how to you know start out you know, in the rat race or not necessarily, he doesn't teach you to start out in the rat race, but how to get out once you're in. And so we're going to dive into some of that and talk about where his money is going today and what he's doing. And anyway, it's going to be a good show. So Mark, uh, welcome to the GoBro room. Hey, I'm happy to be here, Pat. Thanks so much. Let's uh, grab life big. Let's do it. All right, buddy. So why don't you give us like a five minute mark walker story like the day you were born till today in five minutes well pat when when i was young i, I realized i was very different from other children <laughs> no seriously i was, <laughs> I was born <laughs> i was I, i'm just i'm a small town boy you know i grew up in a small town i think our town had like 3500 people in it uh, in fact, it was so small. I remember maybe five, six years ago, I took my wife back to my hometown in Minnesota, and uh, we went to this original, the original restaurant. You know, I swear up and down they hadn't updated the place since the place was built. It was ripped seats, you know, with duct tape booths, you know, and stuff like that. And my wife is kind of looking around like, "You grew," and she's like, "You grew up here." She, she, it was just, it was hilarious. She couldn't believe I came from this, this small little town. But, uh, you know, I grew up there. I was that I was that kid that literally did everything from preschool to graduated from the 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 same high school, you know, from the town that I grew up in. Um, I went to uh, Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, and uh, then I moved back to Minnesota after that for maybe about a year. And uh, at that time, i I was wanted to be a corporate man. You know, my I aspired to be the CEO of a, a large company, you know, someday. And obviously, that's not the direction I ended up going. But uh, in support of that, I ended up going to work for uh, Seagate Technology, 
uh, and worked my way up, had about a 14-year career there, moved out to Colorado to work for Seagate, and I uh, had a great career. I loved the people that I worked with. I got paid really, really well, but in 2003, I read that book that you mentioned by Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. You know, it really just changed the way that I looked at money, and it rekindled the fire inside of me around entrepreneurism. Hmm. And that's when I started kind of dabbling a little bit in real estate, but I didn't really get serious about real estate until about the 2010 time frame. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another. You know, my journey's a lot like playing that game cash flow. You know, you'd start doing small deals and you gradually just do larger and larger deals. So I started doing residential stuff and, you know, now I do larger multifamily, you know, transactions. So uh, I escaped the rat race in January of 2015 and I have never looked back. It's been, you know, just the best decision I ever made. That's awesome. So just on a personal side, married, how many kids? One child. I have a five-year-old daughter, and she's got her daddy wrapped around her little finger. (laughs) They all do. They all do. That's awesome. Okay, so let's talk about that. I want to talk about kind of your transition, right? Like your your um you know one house, then two house, and then the multifamily. Then can can you kind of run us down on that? Yeah, sure. You know, uh, my very first transaction was in uh, two thousand four. And that was just a duplex in South Denver. My wife and I owned that. We self-managed it because we we had this great idea, at least it seemed so at the time, that we wanted to get the experience of managing a property. We long-term wanted to have professional management, but we figured it'd help us interface better with uh, management companies. And I'll tell you, the one big takeaway from that experience was we never want to manage property again. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's so true, man. It's so true. But, you know, then we ended up uh, selling that property a year or two later. And for a lot of different reasons, we ended up sitting out the next few years. Well, that turned out to be a blessing in disguise because we all know what happened with the financial crisis. Mm, right. You know, so we missed all of that, you know, because yeah. we, we were sitting out. A lot of people well, that, did, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know that 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 created just the opportunity of a lifetime, right? That that whole financial crisis, and so in around 2010, you know, I started networking again. I met a general contractor who we partnered together to scrape or tear down some single-family homes in real trendy parts of Denver, and in place of those single-family homes, we raised up a duplex, and we sold off each side of the duplex. Uh, we did a couple of those projects. So you kind of like, um, wait a minute. So how do you, how do you separate? How do you take a house, cut it in yeah. half? So do you have to do you have to make it a condo, or do you just get the does the zoning in Colorado allow you to do that? It did. What we did is we got what's called a party well agreement, and that essentially, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's party well because you know I know yeah. where I'm from, Maryland, right? I mean, you couldn't do that. You can't. You can do that maybe and and uh, get two rental licenses, but you can't sell them unless you make them a condominium. So you're right. you're cutting it, or or you go through a subdivision process, and then there's lot lines required, so they can't be sticking to each other. You know, there's there's setbacks, so you you just couldn't do it. So in Colorado, you can do this through. Yeah. This, does this agreement still work today? This uh, what is it called? 
Yeah, it's called a party well agreement. Party well, okay. Yeah, in Denver, you need a lot that's zoned. Uh, it's R two, which you know is a residential lot that allows you to put two dwellings on it, and you essentially build. Yeah, I guess I guess it would kind of be a townhome or whatever. But once you're done, you can um, put in place a party well agreement, which basically you know, is an agreement and sets forth the rules and things like that, you know, between the shared wall. Uh, and and then you can deed both of those sides, each of those sides off separately and sell them off individually. Mm. So it's a nice little way to unlock value, as we say, right, in real estate. And so, you know, we did a couple of these deals uh, in 2011, uh, that money started to come out, and and that's when I, you know, I decided I really want to get back into investing for cash flow. You know, doing that de- those development deals was fun. There was some great capital gains that came out of that, but I immediately redirected that into starting to buy rental properties again. And so between 2011 and 2014, I bought a whole bunch of residential rental properties in uh, the Denver area. So what, and, uh, like, what's a whole bunch? Uh, you know, um, I had 36 units. I built thir- a portfolio of 36 units all in Colorado um, when I escaped the rat race. That's awesome. And, and you yeah. know, and that reminds me, you know, I didn't, we didn't get into your nitty gritty. I'm saying, like, how many units did you buy? You bought 36 houses. Okay, so, you know, let's jump back a little bit then. So, first of all, what's your percentage? What percentage is Mark Walker? One hundred and sixty percent. Sweet, congrats. Yeah, yep. It's it's a nice life. Have lots of free time and get to do what I want when I want it. And, and I'll tell you, you know, when I left the rat race, I, you know, what wasn't at one hundred and sixty percent. Even after quitting my job, I've grown that. So you know, it's been a it's been a great journey and it's very rewarding. That's great. Okay, so 160% of her, right? All your bills are covered, all your personal bills are covered, plus 60% to invest. What's your net worth? $3.1 million. Okay, and what's your horizontal income? Uh, 120000 120000 So ten grand a mm-hmm. month is your horizontal income, right? Yeah. Okay, yep. awesome, awesome. And, and so, all right, well, that makes sense. And you don't have any vertical income, right? There's nothing you're doing that's uh, trading time for money, right? Oh, well, you know, technically, yes and no. Um, I technically, when I left the rat race, I went ahead and got licensed as, um, you know, a real estate broker. But I'll tell you, Pat, I am a horrible real estate broker. <laughs> if I, if, and if I, if I ever wanted to be a good real estate broker, I would, of course, take your course right, um, right away. But the, the thing is, I really only did that because I felt like it complimented what I did. And so, um, you know, the, the way that I use that is that, you know, when I, you know, put together a multifamily deal, I essentially represent myself and I am able to take a commission off of that acquisition of that property. So that I would count as a uh, vertical income, but yeah. you know, I'm well, not, I'm yeah, not I wouldn't even deal. count that. Yeah. I wouldn't even count that. You know what I mean? It's your own, you're making, you're making your own commissions, I mean, are you sell if you sold somebody else a house and got a commission that wasn't you, right? Uh, that wasn't part of your investment portfolio, I would say that would be vertical income. So 
Sure. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not looking, I never look for listings. I don't represent buyers or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Just, no, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So what's your life happiness index? You know, at the end of 2016, I ranked myself at 5.1 and I want to get to a wow. 6.5. You're tough, man. You're tough on yourself. So what, what is I am the, hard on myself. What is, or maybe, maybe, maybe you're going through some shit. I don't know. What, what, <laughs> what number is the lowest? What category is the lowest, Mark? Yeah. You know where, and, and, and it's funny you ask because when I, when I talk about getting to a 6.5, um, it's in the areas where my goals for 2017, you know, kind of hover around. So good, good. some of the areas that I really need to work on are, uh, my, my, my health, you know, uh, age defined health. Indeed. Why? Oh, like, you know, like what, so what'd you give yourself? I gave myself, um, a three Jeez. on diet and exercise. And so, so what are you doing in 2017 to change that? Well, um, so diet and exercise, um, I'm now on a regiment where I am working out six times a week, which, you know, I worked up to, you know, I started doing three times a week and I've, I've just, and I mean, all this stuff too, by the way, Pat is very new, you know, literally since I joined to go abundance and came home from Whistler. In fact, the last time you saw me in Whistler, I weighed about 20 pounds more than I weigh now. Oh, so really? Lost so pounds. you lost 20 pounds in, in a couple of months. How? Yeah, well, it was getting a workout routine going, and I have to say that uh, diet is a is is a huge piece of it. I just had to get my diet in in in, in check because, and that's why I ranked myself so poorly on diet and exercise. I mean, I would just eat the worst garbage you could imagine. You know, I, I ate horribly. I mean, and and now I've cleaned it up. To where while I've been in uh, weight loss mode, um, I'm eating about fifteen hundred calories a day. And, uh, you know, I feel satisfied. I focus on eating proteins and fiber, you know, because those are the things that are going proteins to that make me and fiber. So, so give me, give, give me your typical breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yeah. So in the breakfast, I'll usually do a veggie omelet, uh, with some Greek yogurt and a little bit of fruit. That's Undo. a typical breakfast. Easy, right? Next, yeah, piece, lunch. Piece of cake. Lunch, I might do like a Subway sandwich, you know, might add double meat, you know, to it. So you, you eat know, the bread. You're eating the bread. I am eating the bread. Yeah, okay. but uh, but I do avoid you know the 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 extras. You know, like oil and you know excessive amounts of mayo. You know, I'll essentially treat. I'll, I'll sometimes treat myself to a little bit of light mayo and stuff like okay. that. Okay, okay. You know, some people yeah. would say it works better for them. I know me personally because I, I just dropped nine pounds in the last three weeks just because I gradually got you know twelve pounds over where I was a year ago. And I'll, I'll go crazy with the cheese whiz on the mayonnaise and the oil. Probably not as good for your heart. Uh, definitely not as good for your heart. But I'll just cut out the bread. You know what I mean? The bread is what kills you. But hey, you know what I mean? If it's if it's working, you drop twenty. So okay. So then, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do dinner? You know, dinner I might do like some fish or chicken with a, a veggie. You know, preferably, you know, um, and, and the carbs too that I do eat, Pat, I try to eat carbs that um, are higher in fiber. Now, I'm not an, I'm not, I'm not crazy about that, right? But like I said, you know, by eating, pro what I've, what I've found is that when I focus on eating proteins and fibers, those are the things that make me feel full, mm, right? Got I it. mean, I could, I could chug a can of Coke, right? And at the end of the can of Coke, I'm not going to be satisfied, but I will have just guzzled like what 140 or 150 <laughs> right, calories. Right. I don't know who drinks. Right. 
I mean, when I when people order cokes and like I went out to eat with some dude the other day and he had like three cokes, like not even diet coke, right? Just coke. And I'm like, really? I'm like, who <laughs> does that anymore? You know what I mean? Like, geez. But there's obviously billions of people do it, but and yeah. you know, not just kids. So, all right. So, what's your goal? Like, what do you weigh now? I weigh 152 pounds. Oh, and what do you? What's your goal? My, my, my goal actually is around, uh, body fat right now. Okay. I'm at, um, I, and, and I've invested in a, uh, skin fold tester, mm. whatever they call that. Oh thing. yeah. Yeah. Body fat machine. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I'm at 22% body fat right now, which according to the, you know, the scale that they provide, that's right. Smack dab average. In, yeah. For, for those, my age. those damn scales are so hard. I mean, yeah. I, I got, I got one that tells me every day I'm 26.5% body I was 26.5% body fat before I lost nine pounds in the last three weeks, and I'm still 26.5% body fat. According to, I have one of the Apple Fitbit scales. And, uh, oh, Fitbit sure. Scales. Yeah. So anyways, anyways, that's, that's, well, that's good though. So you're, so you've seen a decrease in that with that, with that scale that you're using? You know, I am, and, and, and actually, I just, like, literally within the last week got the, the skin fold test. So, oh, um, for right now, what I've measured it on is, is based on... 20 pounds. My weight, the, the yeah. scale. What, what but, are you, you know, doing for exercise? I want, to, I want to get to 17% body fat. So, what I'm doing for body fat is I put an emphasis on cardio. In the last week, I've started to um, put the weights back in. You know, some people, you know, go go weights right away, and then they try to lose the the weight after they've built some muscle mass. Um, I'm not really looking to add mass. I just want to tone up. So, first thing I did was um, went hardcore on the cardio to uh, just get the excess weight off, you know. And now I'm starting to weave the weights back in to, to just to tone up. And like I said, my goal is to get from 22% to 17% body fat. And okay. so yeah. when I when I hit that 17%, that's when I will say I, I, I hit my my goal. So Got it. well, good. Okay. Well, yeah, I look forward to watching your life happiness index increase in the times to come. So your your worst pillar is age defying health. What's your best pillar? I'd say it's uh, horizontal income. Horizontal income. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I could always do more. I always say, though, that, you know, I'm not desperate for a deal, you know, and that feels good, right? Yeah. Especially right. in a market God, especially, like this. Yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. They are fun, though. I mean, I, I yeah. struggle with the, you know, because I'm thinking about getting back, right? For For like, I haven't done a deal in two or three years, like where I actually bought one myself. I think it was uh-huh. maybe three years ago I bought something. I've just been investing in things, right? Like David's fund and a couple other funds and notes and stuff. And I'm living in this beach town and I'm starting to see like, they're not deals, but they're potentiality of, you know, deals with the way Airbnb, because I'm in a resort market, is working down here. And so... I, I'm getting the bug, you know, I'm getting yeah. the bug and, uh, and, and it, it certain, and I find myself thrilled. Like I spent all day Friday with the, a guy that invests and fixes up properties down here on the Island. And then, and I had a blast. I was like, man, that was funny shit. Thanks for that. And, awesome. uh, the guy I just met 
And uh, I asked him, could I come see one of the houses he was building? And the next thing you know, he, he's like, hey, yeah, I'll show you this other one, a little compound that I that I bought and have five houses on that I rehabbed. And he took me to another compound that a friend of his bought and, and has four houses on that they're rehabbing and they're going to rent them all out. And I'm like, this is fun, man. Let's keep going. And we kept we spent the whole afternoon looking at stuff. So anyways, I'm getting the no, bug it's and it's hard. It's, it's you, you really have to maintain a, a a difficult control of getting that endorphin rush from buying stuff and making sure you get good returns in a, in a shitty market. Yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, um, you know, I've, I haven't done a deal either in about a year and a half was my last transaction, my last acquisition. But, uh, I actually just got the call yesterday afternoon. I was pretty happy. I just won a deal, a multifamily deal. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually really excited. That's because it. Where is it? Colorado? It's in it's in Texas. Oh, um, tell me and, about and it. it. Well, it's uh, it's ninety six units. It's in the you know Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. It's a C class apartment, and you know I, I probably couldn't tell you a whole lot more at this point, just because. Are I'd you sure? Because okay, are you sure it's, it's a, a C class? Because what's that? make sure it's a C class. Talk to Andrew Cushman because we bought a C class in Fort Worth. Uh-huh. And uh, it ended up being a D minus class, <laughs> and we lost a couple million on it and, and sold it through auction dot com last year. It just killed okay. us. And we, yeah. I, did, I did a podcast recently called how how to lose money. I don't even know if my episode came out oh, yet. I don't by think it did. Paul Moore, yeah, yeah, yeah. How to lose money? I just I just interviewed with Paul as well. He's a good guy. Yeah. Okay, well, yes. So I told him about that deal. So if you want to find out about it, you can wait till that comes out. But or, or talk to Kush or or any or David or Tim or me. That anyways, just make sure it's a it's definitely a C class. And the, ours was a D minus. We got we had two murders on it. We had seven attempted murders, oh, and the um, they threatened to shut us down. I'm going to give you the long story, very short. And we had to bail, and we bailed, and we lost our ass. So okay, so you just did that. What? So did you raise the money for that? How much was it? Well, uh, this, this literally, I just found out that, that I won the the deal. It's, it's not even under contract yet. So I'm literally moving, going to start moving to contract. And then um, you're going to raise, then you're going to try to syndicate it. Yep. Yep. I'll, I'll probably raise a little bit of money. I'll probably, I'll probably raise about a million dollars okay. on that one. All right. Cool. Um, and but yeah. And how are you going to do that? How are you going to syndicate it? Like how just to people, well, you, you know, know or. I- you know, it's going to be, there's, I have a lot of people that have just been sitting on the sidelines and, uh, have been waiting for me to find my next deal. So people are like, know? Hey Mark, and I so, want in on the next one you do. Yeah, exactly. And you never know, right? I mean, everyone gives you soft commits till they're blue in the face, but it's right. not until you actually have a deal that you actually find out if they're serious. But you know, I, I don't anticipate it's going to be a very difficult to raise that, to raise, you know, take the deal down, but you know, we'll see, but um, it's, it's a good, it's a good solid deal. I like this one. So I, I have very strict acquisition criteria and I tend, I stick to it, you know, and that's why my pipeline. That's why I haven't bought in a year and a half, right? Yeah. I mean, I, and again, I'm not desperate for a deal, you know? So, you know, if something comes along that can fit my acquisition criteria and, you know, that, that I can see value in that I know I can unlock value in, you know, through my unique way of approaching the deal, then, you know, great, I'll do it. But if not, then no problem. So, mm. 
All right, Mark. So let's jump to greatest hits. So, uh, you know, everybody in GoBundance has their five greatest hits and their five future greatest hits. We got it from the television show The Lost, where there was a musician there named Charlie who created his life's five greatest hits. It was an awesome episode. If you haven't seen it, YouTube it. But but the bottom line is uh, everyone has five things in their past that if they made a greatest hits album, they would be in it. What are on, What is on your greatest hits album? Oh boy. Number one thing is I co-created an amazing five-year-old daughter. Her name is Sydney. I told yeah, you earlier I that she, she melts awesome. her daddy's heart. And, and I'll tell you, you know, that is a greatest hit. I mean, obviously for obvious reasons, but at the same time, the, I am the guy that, again, I was so career focused. I said to myself, oh, I'm never going to have kids, you know, and long story short, there came a point where my wife just said, we're going to have kids. And six months of marriage counseling later, I got on board. We did it. It's the best <laughs> really? So, like, wait a minute. So, tell me about this. So, you were like, "I'm a career guy. I'm not having kids." You you get married to your wife uh, with the understanding that you're not having kids, right? Well, you know, that's probably debatable. <laughs> really? You know, okay, so it wasn't. Wife, my wife, when she tells the story, she'll tell you that she just kind of interpreted it as, "Well, we're just not going to have kids now." Okay, Someday so then, we will. So then you're married how long before she's been married for like seven years or seven so, years. And you got, you know, you finally out of the rat race, right? You're like, yes, I got this figured out. And all of a sudden she's, she's like, Mark, I, I want you to pull the goalie. And you know what? I wasn't, even she out wanted of the rat to pull the goalie. Yet. I wasn't even out of the rat race yet. You, you weren't know? out of the rat race. She's like, dude, you know? dude, I want to pull the goalie. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. This and, was and, not uh, part what I signed up for. You know, exactly. And, you know, it's funny, Pat, because I don't know if it was because other people were just starting to, you know, our friends were having kids more. And, you know, so I don't know if it was that or not. But literally, my wife said to me, listen, Mark, I understand if, you know, you feel strongly and you don't ever want to have kids. But but I do, and so if if you don't want to, I'm going to go find someone who does. Damn, son. Boom! <laughs> yeah, okay, that hurts. Yeah. That 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 was like whoa! And literally, we went to marriage counseling for about six months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And 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 we we literally went through this process of just trying to figure out well why doesn't Mark want to have kids? And and you know yeah what what were you afraid of? Did you have a shitty childhood? You know no I mean I wouldn't say so. I mean sure my parents were divorced. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I, I wouldn't say I had a bad childhood by any means, mm. you know, but, you know, I think what it ultimately came down to for me is, is coming to the realization that I was being selfish. <laughs> Seriously. I, I yeah, I could see, I could I see that's, selfish. that's true, right? I mean, you know, and some people will say, hey, selfish is good, you know what I mean? Or, or not good, but at the end of the day, right, you know, children, and, you know, I have two incredible daughters myself, so, you know, and, and I would, th- I think about, you know, decisions that I do make, and I do think about, is that a selfish decision, right, you know, which when, when kids, everything is, every decision you make that's self-serving is, is selfish, even down to divorce, right, separation, right. It, that's selfish, right, because you're like, hey, is this the best thing for the kids? Fuck no, you know, it's terrible, divorce screws kids up. You said it right. yourself, right? So, and my parents were divorced too, and it screwed all five of us up. And it just does. You can't get around that. And so, that's a selfish decision. 
Um, but just about everything you decide, wh- whether I'm going to work six hours today or or f- three hours, you know, because uh, my daughter's home visiting from college is a selfish decision either way. You know, the unselfish decision would be to sit there with her on the couch while she's on her phone and and uh, look at her, <laughs> you know, right. or make sure I'm there to co- or start a conversation or make her throw away the phone or play a game with her or whatever. You know, there's tons. I'm just kind of being funny and thinking out loud so anyway so that's what you discovered Uh, you know five grand later six months into the counseling mark is selfish (laughs) and you're like okay cool let's do it yeah we did it and and i'll tell you you know it's a deeply personal decision but i'll tell you you know it it uh it's the best thing that we ever could have done you know together i mean it's, it's an 11 on the change scale as you know but but it has just been truly amazing i cannot imagine life without my daughter, Sydney. It's, yeah. it's been wonderful. And I'm so happy that my wife went to bat wow. for that little girl. That's great. You know? That's great. Yeah. I, I like to say, you know, when you have kids, and this is how it was for me, because I was, I guess I was selfish too, and that I didn't understand, right? And it's kind of like I knew, you know, at, at some point, I, I didn't think whether I would have kids or not. I didn't think about it one way or the other. And then when I had our first daughter, I felt like there was a piece of my heart that existed that wasn't unlocked. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, I didn't know this piece of my heart even existed. It was like my heart was only running at half capacity. You know, it was like, wow, it's a whole nother piece of my soul that I didn't know what it felt like. And without without a child, I I think it's very difficult to to unlock that portion right right yeah absolutely yeah that was great okay okay so that's number one what are the other four you know uh the second one obviously which i think goes without explaining is that i married a really amazing woman she loves me despite my flaws and you know she holds my feet to the fire which i love you know accountability partner yeah yeah Yeah, i like that okay cool yeah three you know i escaped the rat race i i I quit my job i became financially free that's a great one you know that's a great one if anyone's listening and hasn't that needs to be on your greatest hits immediately this year that i mean that's uh, i hope you got a picture of that day you know just like this is the day that i left you know oh yeah you know I should have taken a physical picture. Or at least but, mark but, yeah, it in your I, calendar, I guess it, and say that. Was oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and and I'll tell you, having a, having a young daughter, too, and, and having the freedom that comes with that is just amazing. So, uh, Number four, uh, I have traveled to over 20 different countries. Mm. And uh, I'll say a lot, of, some of those countries, um, a lot of them were when I was employed you know, in the professional world. Uh, and, and I was working for Seagate, but I've been all over Asia. I've been all over Europe, you know, what's the um, weirdest one, the weirdest one. Hmm. Let me see. I don't know if I'd call it weird, but the Philippines was, uh, was, was kind of eye opening for me because, you know, you see, you know, we stayed at a really nice place, but you still, you know, even just driving down the highway, it's really, ex- you see some extreme, extreme poverty. But um, I will tell you too, in Portugal, which I love Portugal, and I'm I'm not saying there's anything bad about Portugal, but when I was in Lisbon, I was literally pushing a stroller with my, my daughter. Sydney was um, 
two years old at the time, and I'm with my wife, Leanna, and we're walking through a square. And that was the one and only time anyone's ever propositioned me to buy cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) You must not fit the profile in the States. (laughs) Yeah. Down there, they're like, hey, he's white, you know, he's got money. Pushing his (laughs) two-year-old. Yeah, (laughs) that's hilarious. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, that was kind of funny. But, um, you know, I I love seeing other cultures, you know, and and just – you know, seeing how other people live, you know, uh, so, so I've really enjoyed my, my travels. Hmm. And then, Hey, number five, man, I have been on Pat Hyben's real estate rock stars, which is awesome. There you go. Nice. Thank you. (laughs) You have been awesome. Okay, cool. All right, cool. What about future? Tell me about your future. Oh, the future boy, you know, for me, um, what I ultimately envision doing, you know, would be, to truly retire to a warm beach in another country. You know, like I'm thinking like maybe somewhere in Central America or something like that. You know, I've been reading a lot. It sounds like Panama's pretty nice. Costa Rica's pretty nice. Belize, mm. somewhere somewhere like that, right? Right on the beach. Yeah, you sure. Know? Costa and, Rica's and- huge. You know, I, w- I went to a, a, a little event two months ago and I met a dude there who him and his wife, actually two different people I met uh, live in Costa Rica. They just, you know, that, cool. that's where they live. So there's a lot of people going there. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, um, you know, and, and I just envision, you know, doing something like that, you know, having being surrounded by family and friends, lots of family and friends coming to visit, you know, and entertaining them, traveling more, you know, um, as far as bucket list stuff goes. My dad was, is a pilot. He has been, he flew commercial, you know, it was his career, uh, for about almost 40 years. And so, uh, I would like my dad to teach me to fly. That's a bucket list thing. And then here's another thing too. In fact, we should, we should maybe, I, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do this regardless, but yeah. I think this could be a good go abundance, you know, event or yeah, break it down. Um, there is a uh, really cool uh, organization in um, Utah that um, I, I forget. It's like BossInc.com or something like that, where they do these tours. You can do either a seven-day, a 14-day, or a 28-day tour. And they basically take a group of about 10 people plus a couple guides out into the into the wilderness. And you survive on nothing but the clothes on your back a knife, a piece of rope, and a poncho. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it's an extreme yeah. experience. So it's kind of you know? like, um, yeah, it's kind of like outward bound, but it, much more extreme. Outward bound is for, you know, teenagers who got to do something similar. I mean, they got to be out in the wilderness on their own, but they give them tents and stuff and, and you know. But that's uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, oh, that's man. something I'd like to like to do. That's definitely on the bucket list. Um, All right, what else you got? You know, I, I've never seen the Grand Canyon. Never been to the Grand Canyon. I need to do that. I'd love to see the Northern Lights. Uh, that's something cool. Everybody wants to see the Northern Lights, you know. And like, I have a gold board in my house that says, "Before I die, I will." And everyone that comes visit us has to sign it. And I've probably got like four Northern Lights on there. And I want to set up a trip. Actually, maybe next year with GoBundance to see the Northern Lights. The The challenge is, you know, you could go there and not see them. 
You know? Oh, sure. So, yeah. so, and, and while you're waiting, there's a, you know, with our group, there's a boredom factor. It's like, what are you going to do? And that's and, and a challenge. Yeah. And maybe people listening, maybe brothers that are listening could come up and help us solve this challenge. But we, we should figure out a way to see the Northern Lights and, you know, make it a GoBundance trip somehow. Yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely. All right. Was that five or is it? Oh, I, the, the fifth one is just retire overseas, you okay, know, or yeah. you know, have a place overseas. So, yeah. All right. Let me hit you with this. So you're answering yeah. this question in the first person, which means that, uh, you know, this is a real life conversation between you and whoever you call. I will not be involved in it. Here's the scenario. You are on a plane. The smoke is barreling out of the engines and uh, the a pilot says brace for impact. Uh, we're going to crash. You have 30 seconds to make one phone call. Uh, mm-hmm. You pick up the phone call and you dial the phone. Go. I'm dialing my wife, Leanna. Hey, uh, hun, uh, I don't have a whole lot of time, but I'm um, on an airplane. It's going down. I just, I love you and Sydney uh, deeply. I want you to know I have no regrets. Thank you for the amazing life that we have had together, and I want you to be happy. So, you know, find the strength to move on. Uh, Everything's going to be okay. Everything's in order. You know, there's nothing to be afraid of. Grab life big and uh, enjoy your life and and, and take good care of our our little girl. Oh, wait. I I just found a parachute. I'll be home for dinner. (laughs) that's awesome dude that's awesome yeah. very very well well let's let's spin the GoBundance app here let's wrap this up with a spin of the app are you ready okay okay mark how yes. have you been cheating on your future by thinking thoughts of your past Oh man. Oh man. That is a good question. Gosh, you know, I guess you could, I, I guess, you know, the thing that comes to my mind is fear, you know? Um, and, and I think too, you know, you know, we all struggle with fear, you know, but I'll say when, when, when you achieve a certain level of success and, you know, you build your net worth and stuff like that, um, you, you know, you, you start, I swear up and down it, it gets, it gets stronger, right? Because you, you, you know, I'm at the point in my life where I don't really care so much if I make any, you know, if I make any more, I just don't want to make any less. Right. So, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I guess, um, you can, you, you, be, you can begin to, you know, question yourself and, and your ability, you know, and you just think, well, you know, life is good right now, you know, and I, I've worked hard to get here, you know, I don't want to do anything to screw it up. Uh, so, like I understand what you're saying, but uh, but how have you been cheating? How have you been letting thoughts of your past ruin is a bad word, but you know affect your future? You know what I mean? How are you cheating your future based on thoughts you used to think? How what thought do you want to change so that you can have a better future? Oh, you know, I probably just need to let loose more. You know, um, I, and, 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 you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm probably still not going to answer your question. Pat, probably up, just uptight. It's the same thing with the kid, right? Like it kept you from, from doing that and look at your future now, right? Your future is completely different, right? Yeah. For the good. 
So you maybe know, more I, of the same, you know, maybe it's not a kid, but maybe it's, it's something big down the line that you're, th- you're using old thinking to determine that you're not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good way of putting it. Or maybe it, it is another kid or maybe it's a dog or maybe who knows. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think it's good to have, you know, you know, things planned out. I mean, that's, that's been something that's worked very well for me in the past, but I think at the same time too, you have to be flexible and be, be, be able to, uh, you know, roll the punches. Yeah. You know? Let the universe take its course to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, yeah, that's awesome. Well, cool. Well, all right, Mark. Well, this has been great, brother. I will see you at the next uh, GoBundance event, and much luck to you in Colorado. If I'm out that way, I'll definitely look you up, and we'll break some bread. Sounds great. Looking forward to it. Grab life big.